3: Super Bowl, welcome into the CSGO Bears post-game show. Adam Hogue, Mark Carmen, Greg Braggs Jr. with you. Bears get a 23-17 win over the Tennessee Titans here. Preseason game, number one, guys, where should we start? Matt Eberflues headed to the Hall of Fame with a 4-0 record in the preseason now. Or where does Barrington Wade rank in all-time Wades that that are from Chicago? And have made plays in Chicago sports history.
2: I mean, Barrington Wade right up there with Dwayne, right? Is I think he's ahead of Dwayne because I don't remember Dwayne making this level of an impact this early in his career. And Barrington coming up huge late in the ball game. Niles North, Niles North superstar Barrington oh. Wade. That was one of the more entertaining preseason games that I can remember. I've, I thoroughly enjoyed that last. Well, let's call it three hours and. One minute, I was the last ten minutes took a little long, but that was in, awesome. In
3: all seriousness, you made a great observation. I think midway through the second quarter, you're like, for a preseason game, like these teams were playing really hard.
2: The they, Bears they, were hitting like mad out there.
3: Well, look, you have two teams in the Titans and Bears that right now are uh, the Titans have already established themselves as a very physical football. When you play the Titans, you know you're you're in for a fight, and that's what the Bears are trying to establish here in Chicago, and they started that a little bit last year. And I got to say, yeah, for a preseason game, like, there were some big hits. It was a tough physical
2: football game for a preseason game. Is it true that the Bears, if you look at the stat sheet, it says they had eight sacks today? Yes, according
3: to Kevin Fishbane, the uh, last time the Bears had eight sacks in a preseason game was the 2018 Hall of Fame game, and the Bears went 12-14 and that season, so obviously... That, that means the Bears are winning 12 games this year.
2: I mean, I don't want to be hyperbolic here, but who's a better player, Travis Gibson or Richard Dent the year that he won Super Bowl <laughs> MVP? Travis Gibson was out of his mind today. It says here he only had one sack, but that, he lived in the backfield today. Put me fifth on the depth chart, said. I will come for you, Travis Gibson. That was a performance by 99.
1: Well, we're going to get into some of the different things and some of our segments we're going to do, but Terrell Lewis um, also. 52. Yeah, they were both all over the place in the second half. All right, let's start with
3: Justin Fields. You may have heard of him, uh, the uh, quarterback of the Chicago Bears who got his two series in, as we sort of predicted, and uh, his three pass attempts, his three completions, and, um, I mean, he's arrived, obviously. He he is him, and uh, 129 yards. As we jump into our Fields guide here, Uh, Nice and simple. Three for three, 129 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, no sacks. Jersey did not get dirty. He didn't scramble at all, Greg Braggs Jr., as you wanted. Uh, Just really the perfect preseason game. We do not have to bring up, and I promised I would not bring up the fact that he had negative air yards in the game. So I will not bring that up. I promise that won't be covered here on the show that all three passes were actually behind the line of scrimmage. Regardless, Pretty much as clean as you can get from an offensive standpoint, and the weapons are there because, as we'll get into here, the guys showed up. They helped them out.
2: Eli Sherman's got this meatball island population is booming, and just to go there right now, <laughs> Justin Fields, and these are this is an accurate, cannot be disputed fact. Three for three for 129 and two touchdowns. Let's extrapolate that out. That means for a game uh, this year, if he keeps up that pace, he would for a full game, not just playing one quarter, he would go 12 for 12 for 516 yards and eight touchdowns. So completion percentage, 100 yards, 516, eight touchdowns, just two a quarter. No big deal. He's in range of that. And so if you extrapolate that to the end of the year, it's 204 for 204. 136 touchdown passes, and 8,772 yards. and I don't see anything
1: about this that doesn't check out. We've never had a 4,000-yard pass, so we're going to have an 8,000-yard pass. Right, passer.
3: and people don't believe he, he's going to be in the MVP conversation. I don't get it.
2: I don't know who's saying that he won't be the MVP on this show, other than <laughs> me, who said I don't think he's going to be the MVP.
3: But li-
1: but, li- but <laughs> seriously. We're living on meatball island, we are, baby. Me island. There it, it. it is. Looks lovely.
3: I have to say, it looks tastier with the hat on.
1: I a little <laughs> cheese sprinkled on there, too, a little Parmesan. Great but, job by our super producer, Steven, here. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it was as good as it gets. The first ever pass we see, DJ, Justin Fields, the DJ Moore in Soldier Field. I mean, you said it. Throw him a slant on the first pass. Well, they threw him a screen pass, and he took it to the house. I mean, this is what we talked about, you know, and a lot of Bears fans trying to get people to understand, hey, he shouldn't have to do it all himself, and that's what he did last year. He had to do it all himself. Now you get him some weapons, some skill guys that can do things on their own right, and look what happens. One play, one touchdown from DJ Moore.
3: Well, in all seriousness, yeah. I mean, you said it was we built out our ideal Justin Fields game. You wanted to see a touchdown yes. of DJ Moore. And I was like, oh, "Okay, like that 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 is kind of living on Meatball Island. I don't even know if DJ Moore is going to play." If he does, are they really even going to get him involved that much? He gives the ball one time and just runs away from the entire tight end.
1: Like the, that was a really impressive play. And the funny thing about it is, like, it's amazing and how much fun it was. And they all—I went crazy, especially after the second touchdown to Khalil Herbert, because it's just two long touchdowns like that. You just can't help it as a fan, but at the same time, it was like the best worst scenario for fields in the offense because it was the best because it was awesome but then that both drives happened in two seconds they didn't get a chance to like run 10 plays and get down the field and do all these different things we'll just have to wait till next week and i'm totally fine with that but that was part of my like hey i'd I'd prefer a long drive over you know the the one play home run
2: we we all would but you're being very picky.
1: Let's just. I mean, I, you I, I, wanted the. the I'll the take the my I'll take my meatball dinner.
2: Let's just dial in that Luke Getze and this show, mainly me, are on the same exact wavelength. I asked for a play action pass to start the ball game. That's exactly what they did. Kari Blazingame, <laughs> I see you in the chat. You've been Blazingame's been popping at training camp. I'm like, are they going to start throwing blazing game in the football? First play of the game, here comes the blazing game. That's a game that I like to play. Bang, bang. All of a sudden, we, we, we're picking up a first down nice and easy. Then we, then we kept it on the ground for a second. Back to the air. Throw was even a step behind DJ Moore, and he's DJ God, and uh, partied his way to the end zone. So would
1: you now say that Dink and Dunk brings the funk?
2: Sure, Greg. Okay. Let's bring the funk with the bring Dink the and Dunk. Bring the funk. With the dink and dunk. I said earlier this week, dink and dunk gets you sunk. But I'm willing to be proven wrong that dink and dunk brings the funk. Well, and
1: that's what we see. We all
2: did want to see him throw the ball down the right. field, but it he didn't have to do well, it Well, and today. to
1: Carm's point during the game, he said, what we've seen at training camp is what we're seeing today on a few different levels. And we're going to talk about some of the different aspects of that. But from an offensive standpoint, this is what we've been seeing at training camp. The short passing game, checkdowns, intermediate stuff, it's all been underneath. They haven't really, they haven't thrown the ball much downfield, and that was an observation I made. And I know to the chagrin of some Bears fans, not complaining. I'm just like, this is weird. But now all of a sudden, one game in, two, ding, you know, two checkdowns, go to the house. I'll, hey, sign me up. You know, it was so much fun to watch, and and I, you can already see where DJ Moore is just going to be a serious weapon for this team. But
3: I mean, the. the- DJ Moore looks awesome. It's a great development. It's amazing. It's pretty much, if there's one for sure thing on this team right now that you feel great about, it is that they got Justin Fields, a legitimate dude. He's different. He's one of those guys. Uh, it feels a lot like, I've said this a couple times, feels a lot like when they added Khalil Mack and you're just like, okay, yeah, we know, he, we, we know that he's a difference maker it's on the field. Let's get to our game balls uh, here and Carm, Why don't we start with you? Who are you giving your game ball to?
2: So I do have a soft spot in my heart for Travis Gibson because he's just a a likable Travis Gibson. And I was excited about his opportunities this year with uh, more talent around him, which – we saw Jervon Dexter get a little dinged up. i will be interested to see what they say about him post-game. Fingers crossed that that's okay. Uh, but Travis put, was put fifth on the depth chart. Travis is very much, his, you know, could be a guy that felt like he was fighting for his football life, and he fought incredibly well today in the backfield all day long. J- continued effort after effort after effort getting to the quarterback. He Five, abs- here, let me give you his numbers. Five total uh, tackles. One sack and three quarterback hits. I mean, three hits. He, Very good. He, he And it looked like he t- took out some punishment along the way, too. He was he was fantastic. So, uh, game ball up for you, Travis Gibson, who uh, the, Bears, the Bears need somebody to get to the quarterback, and he wasn't the only one doing it today, but he was doing it consistently, that was a that was a great development.
3: Frags.
1: Terrell Lewis. I've been talking about him again, like Carm said during the game. What we're seeing at camp is what we're seeing in this game. Well, we saw a lot of Terrell Lewis – in training camp, flashing almost every day, you know, beating guys like Darnell Wright, getting a lot of first-team reps. Well, today he's playing in the second half. What do you have, two sacks? Two sacks. And,
3: um, also, I had a QB hit and a TFL in this game. He's
1: making this team, ladies and gentlemen. And a gentlemen. force fumble. and a, That's force, a heck of a game. He's have, he's making this team, ladies and gentlemen. His biggest knock was that he can't stay healthy. You know, he played for the Rams, comes out of Alabama, He's got a pedigree of talent that you're looking for on the edge. The question is, can he stay healthy? Still got to prove that a couple more weeks in. He makes it through this preseason. He's on this team, ladies and gentlemen. He's never played more than
2: 11 games in a season. He played, But he did do that back-to-back in 21 and 22. The most sacks he's ever had in a season is three. Uh, but, hey – you got to like what you're seeing Which right would have
1: led the defensive line last year. An excellent point.
2: <laughs> one behind our sack leader in Jaquan Briscoe. Right. Well, you look, know.
3: Yeah, even for it being a preseason game, to see production, legitimate sack production from defensive ends in a football game, it feels good. It feels different. And, uh, and, and love it. Uh, Jesse here with the Super Chat, one and a 9 The Gill deserves a game ball. Hashtag special teams. Trenton Gill. Uh, although I would like to time the hang time on that last punt because it seemed a little bit short and set up that return uh, that gave the Titans a chance.
2: We now turn to our special teams coach at Carmel High School who knows everything about special teams, Adam Hogue, for the breakdown on Trenton Gillen, all I'm things I'm special teams. Well,
3: and I was going to say, Jesse, I appreciate the special teams love because my game ball has to do with special teams because Jalen Jones <sighs> Whoa. had three special teams tackles in the first quarter. That would be a good game. Take like a really
2: good game, let alone the first quarter. Did he not do on the third tackle the Jordan Shrug at Magic Jones just looking around all of Soldier Field? This is what I do. He should.
3: He should have done that. <laughs> that, that was, was awesome. That was impressive, Jalen Jones, with the uh, three special
1: teams tackles. In I the love first him quarter. and Josh Blackwell. They're both scrappy special teams guys. To put it in
3: perspective, no one on the Titans had more than one special teams tackle, which is put relatively uh, – Like, that's usually how it goes. Three and one quarter is insane. I just wanted to point that out. So, Jalen Jones uh, getting my game ball
2: for doing that. Should we do one more run through game balls or are we done with game balls? Because I could give some
1: more game balls. Dishing out game balls.
3: Well, I just don't want to overlap with some of the players we're going to talk about here in terms of guys that we said on yesterday's show had the most on the line in this game. Um, So one of those guys we can circle back to is Travis Gibson because he hasn't really it doesn't seem like he's been involved that much in training camp they put him last on the depth chart this week which I don't know if that was a message sent or, or what because I usually don't put too much stock in the depth chart but um, he delivered today and I, I, I know it's just one game but how do you how do you cut him after that game?
2: He looked like he got dinged up, too, on one play. Like, I thought maybe his shoulder kind of hit the QB in an awkward way, and he was on the ground, and the next thing you know, he's just back up there, and he's still, you know. It, was, it, it almost was, it looked like a playoff game for Travis Gibson, which I, I understand why when you're fighting for your NFL life. But that was the level of effort that we got from him today.
1: Yeah. Well, and like you said, Adam, while we were, you know, watching the game talking about it, they clearly sent a message to Travis, right? With the de- unofficial depth chart? Maybe. I don't know how out. much they
3: really pay attention to that or not, but um, it certainly sparked the conversation of, like, hey, is this guy – I, I, I honest, I'm going to be honest. I, I thought the writing was on the wall. I was like, okay, it's going to be a uphill climb for him to make the team, but um, the way, I guess the greatest way to get up the hill is to have a game like he had today. He's right back in the conversation, um, and I'm not sure how you would cut him after that. We'll see if he can continue that. Uh, in these next two preseason games as well uh the other big guy that we ha- we circled as having a lot on the line in this preseason game and unfortunately it went the other way today but vales Jones jr woof worst case scenario uh Seriously? the Duke our guy with the super chat here 499 Valus, man come on we braggs and I talked on yesterday's show like did he need to have a flawless preseason like zero muffs, and I, I think yes, I think that was, what he had to do. He, is, is you know, especially in the punt return game, you had to catch it, and he catches one, seven yard return. Okay, great. Then the next one, he makes two mistakes on the same play, and the Titans get the ball. First of all, I went back and watched it. That's got to be a catch ten out of ten times, with one exception. If the sun is in your eyes, right, which may have been he's looking south. I don't know. I. I don't think the sun should have been in his eyes there. But, you know, sometimes that happens. He's running up on it, decides at the last second to to let it go. Then get out of the way. Then then once you let it go, you let it go. There's there's very – and first of all, you have to earn the trust of your coaching staff to even be given the freedom to pick up a bouncing ball after you let it hit. Um, And he has certainly not done that. So for him to then try to catch it on a high bounce, by the way – the only time after a bounce you, you still catch it to basically preserve field position is if it's a low bounce that comes right to you and there's nobody around you. To try to feel the high bounce with guys bearing down on him just tells me that he's completely lost on and feeling the pressure on what he needs to be doing. Like the game's moving way too fast for him Agreed. in that moment and, and that's a dangerous
2: thing.
1: Yeah, you're trying to track the ball. Your, your per- peripheral vision is looking at the gunners coming at you. It's. I agree, it's too fast for them.
2: It, it's a hard job, and you can either do it or you can't. And there's just a lot of guys on this team right now that can do it. I'm interested to see Tyler Scott back there. Dante Pettis, if he gets back in and is healthy, he was Excellent doesn't even seem too tall for how well he was. He was very, as far as ball security, he he was excellent. (laughs) Right. So I thought it was notable, too. Once he had the fumble, they did not put him back out there. If you are really trying to develop him and make him the guy, you're putting him back out there. It's the preseason. Don't do that again. Right, you, you get your one. Your, okay. Yeah, but my
3: guess is they had the reps split up, and there's only so many reps. So it's like, okay, that's your evaluation for today. those were your but opportunities. Like, you don't But get even more. if
1: in the next two weeks he doesn't do that. Now that one is on the record books. Oh. How can you trust him going into the season when it's money well, on the table? Time.
2: Well, and and, and Hogue is probably right. These are your two reps. How do you do with them? These are yours. These are yours. Let's evaluate what everybody's doing here, Simba Webster included. Uh, And that's what you did with yours. This is what these dudes did with theirs. We're going to make our call. And right now, ain't looking good for Velas keeping that gig. Which sucks because you use a third-round pick on him, and he does have elite speed, and you would like to see him settle into doing this job, and, and he did have one catch today. Which was nice to see. Like to see, see more, but at least he did catch one ball.
3: This is why. Look, I don't want to be overreaction guy about them cutting a random player in the middle of August because it happens all the time. But I was a little disappointed to see Aaron Cruikshank cut before the first game because he's he, uh, he's probably too small and way too limited to be worked into the offense on anything other than maybe an end around or something like that. And I totally concede that. But I'm not sure this that is is Valus Jones. More advanced than that right now in the offense, I don't know. And my I guess, my only point is like, I would have liked to see Aaron Cruikshank, who has a long um, resume of being a really dynamic returner, at least right. get one opportunity right. to, to show what he could do in a preseason game. And I don't know if he's claimed or if somebody else will pick him up. Maybe he won't. Maybe we'll never hear that name ever again uh, in, in the history of the NFL. But I. Part of the problem here, and we've talked about it, if Valus Jones didn't take advantage of this opportunity in the punt return game, is who's your other guy? Is it going to just be Dante Pettis? Because who got the second
2: opportunity today? I forget.
1: I think it was Tyler Scott and Simba Webster. Well, and Tyler Scott, I mean, when we talk about let's get him a chance at punts, you know, he got the ball knocked out. He's got a whole lot know, of football. You know, and he's had trouble catching the ball. Hands are an issue. Ball security is an issue for Tyler Scott. So, you know, we haven't seen him make a mistake as a punt returner, but with his hands clearly being an issue to this point, how can you know that you can trust him? I, I just
3: and, and That's ideally, right,
2: by the way, it was Tyler Scott. He had one chance and Simba had the other. So there was four returns.
3: I mean, maybe it's asking too much, but, like, I, I just I want a guy that can actually be a dynamic returner, not just What's not it? just catch the ball so it's not fumbled. Well, What's
1: Hester doing? Well, well <laughs> right, he's well, maybe But but,
3: bro- but that's what I mean, like if Bayless Jones can't be that guy who like okay, Tyler Scott, fine. Don, but like Dante Pettis was back there last year just cuz they could trust him to catch the ball, not cuz he was going to ever take one to the house.
1: Right.
2: Right. Well, and when I I asked Richard Hightower this week, what are you looking for from Bayless? And he said without hesitation, a touchdown. And you were like, well, wait a minute, how about just ball security? And he was like, he was looking, he's like, do you remember the Seattle play from the preseason? Again, I, I apologize to Richard Hightower because I acted like I did when I absolutely positively did not. But that was a 48 yard return last yeah, year in the, nice. in, the, in the preseason. And I just said, you know, I thought you were just going to say ball security. 'Cause that's what I was looking for. Right.
1: There's no question uh, once the ball is in his hands that he's dynamic. But,
2: but so he was looking for more, which was actually an uplift on the competition. Like, look, we want somebody back there who can make some plays. By the way, shout out to the Duke. Four ninety nine,
3: two thousand people watching the light uh, watching, hit the likes for the best bears coverage in the business. We appreciate, appreciate it, you, Duke. Duke. And yes, uh, I have a feeling we might have some new people here today with it being a postgame show. Yep. If you are new here, we are here pretty much every day of the week, at least five days a week, even in the off season, giving you Bears coverage uh, and really more like six days a week during the season. We're here for pregame, postgame, before and after every single game. Um, and while we're here live on YouTube right now, you can also consume... This show as a podcast anytime during the week. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts. You also replay it on YouTube however you want. And uh check us out at allchgo.com as well. We offer diehard memberships, which gets you discounts on all our merchandise events, and we will have some awesome tailgates coming up once the season begins. Um we got Corey Wooten that's gonna be a part of our coverage too throughout the year. You're gonna be able to hear him weekly on CHGO. So Uh, Appreciate everybody that has been here in the past, and if you're new, please hit that like button. Please hit subscribe. Most importantly, so you become part of our channel. Uh, When you do that, you're also going to find our coverage on all of our teams here in Chicago, uh, as we do this type of show every single day for Cubs, White Sox, Bulls, Blackhawks, the whole crew. We got sky coverage. We got fire coverage. That's what we do here at CHGO. So we definitely appreciate each and every one of you.
2: Yeah, awesome. Uh, Yes, we do. Awesome to see everybody out there. That was. I don't know. I feel like there's, it's partly our amazing coverage right here, but it's also partly, like, that was a fun preseason game. I think that I, clearly Chicago is just, I mean, Bears fans are just geeked up for this team. Yeah, well, and yeah. just, to see to see, the, to see the QB get out there only for three throws today, but to see two touchdown passes of the three. Oh, the that, house
1: had to have been rocking. I mean, come I, on. That's like one of those moments where you, you definitely it, wish you're in the stands for. Because that first play to DJ Moore.
2: I'm just going to randomly throw out some other people, too. I, Kyler Gordon today. What what is this? The game one of the playoffs? Dude, throwing his body out there like a complete <laughs> lunatic. He was awesome. Uh, awesome. That was fun to see. So, uh, and, and Tyreek Stevenson had a very interesting day too. But he did he solid.
3: Did. Let's save that yep. for our rookie okay. report. Okay, sure. I know sure. I know we're excited about everything. I do need to ask Let's one thing of everything. DJ Moore. DJ Moore, okay, DJ, you're my DJ. Um. Can we tuck that ball away until
1: we cross the goal line, please? He wanted to do the Jets, you know, like as he, com- he comes he across. He slowed
3: down just a little bit. Those defenders were closing in, and then he put the ball out there behind him. And I just had, you know, Sean Jackson, you know, flashes going into my head. We've seen too many moments like that and some blunders end up on uh, not top 10 or whatever. Of You know, so great play. Was amazing. Let's just do whatever you want after you cross the goal line. It's the coach in me. I guarantee you that comes up in a meeting. It
2: it legit looked like he got tired at the end of that run. Like I wasn't expecting to do this in preseason game number one, but here I am taking one to the house. And okay, I must be good. But the the, you know it's the spirit of the day today. The Titans were still playing hard on the end of that run.
1: That's definitely going to come up in the meeting. And then the next long touchdown. You know we there was a long spirited discussion on Twitter. I was asking Hogue clarification on whether or not the screen pass to Khalil Herbert was a legal man downfield for the offensive lineman.
3: Yeah, I, I think it it was a good observation by you. I didn't notice it at first. I, I think it probably was by the letter of the law, but look, the rule in the NFL, in college you get three yards, in the NFL you get one yard past the line of scrimmage um, until the ball is out of the quarterback's hands. And I think it was more like a yard and a half. So, But realistically, that... That's happening too fast. You got to think about um, how the ref has – you can't watch two things at once, right? You, right. If you're going to watch the lineman, always passed, then you're going to look back at the quarterback. Right. And by the time you do that, the ball's out of his hand. So yep. really it has to be egregious to get that call, and it wasn't egregious. So I think by the letter of the law, probably. But, yeah, definitely something to be coached up on and, and uh, be careful with.
1: Right, even if it's – It's fine. You're still going to talk about it because it was close. And the reason it was close is because Justin Fields had to get flushed out of the, like they wanted to do like a delayed screen where they faked like they're dropping back and then bang, you know, get the offensive lineman out on the run and kind of bait the defense in. But when they did that, Justin Fields almost got sacked and he had to get out of the pocket, which extended the you know, timing of the screen pass, which caused the offensive linemen to get a little further down than they probably wanted, but no call, so we get to have some fun today. But, yeah, definitely going to be something they, they want a point of emphasis in the film room.
3: Florida Bear, appreciate you saying that. The only place for Bears coverage that is not only informative but full of laughs.
1: That's what we try to do here. Oh, we're just a a barrel of monkeys here. Steven got the the full ride today.
3: Quiet, please. Right.
1: It, it, it really I get the first one I get the uh, not the first ever quiet please I think so and I'm the, honored the the uh, first the uh, first of many
3: uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> who had that on their bingo card
1: yeah uh,
2: who's our guy that sent it uh, at Rob, tin, at Rob Tinsman. Tinsman
1: yeah Robert Tinsman. at Tinsman on
3: Twitter made those for us and we immediately put them in the show How come Hoag doesn't have one
2: I agree Can we get one for Hogue? Is he what is he I don't think hope goes off track like you guys tend to do. Wow! Oh, I yeah. see. Look at Stephen. I think that's what Long-time it is. Long-time viewer of the
3: show, obviously. What did you just say? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Excellent point, Stephen. That's more like that. There it guys.
3: is. Uh, a couple guys who had a lot on the line. We talked about Bayless Jones, Travis Gibson, uh, Kindleville Door. I don't know that there was anything uh, too much to take away from his game other than like you made the observation as soon as Travis Gibson came in, like on the second or third series, you're like, well, he's not really last on the depth chart if he's playing already. Whereas like Kendall Vildor, we didn't see him till way later. And when we did see him, he got stiff-armed.
2: Kendall, get out there. There's five minutes left in the first preseason game. Th- signs that you're not going to be on the football team. I just think it's, it's pretty apparent that the Bears believe in their cornerback depth. And, you know, to keep Kendall, he's, it's a $3 million uh salary this year so maybe they just don't want to pay they don't think he's worth the three million dollars they obviously have it but i don't it does not look good for kindle at all as far as making the football team but it, right they, they put they put gibson fifth and he's out there early yeah and i'm like so then it does make you kind of think you like, was that a message was that a message yeah hey dude we don't like what we've seen so far and by the way that in you know the back rooms are probably thinking the dude has the talent to do it so let's just light a fire under his ass and well if that's exactly what they were trying to do it certainly worked
3: um the other two guys that we had on our list Alex Leatherwood and Larry Borum not to cop out but I feel like I have to go back and watch the game watch the film to really get an idea of what those offensive linemen were doing they were and neither one stood out to me and I usually think that's a good sign because it's not because it definitely wrote down some numbers like 74 on the old line uh that I was like okay he's kind of struggling out there I think that was uh Collins
2: um well, I think the O-line play that everybody's excited yeah. about is seeing Darnell right on the move, creating space for who was it on that run. I think it was Herbert. Doesn't matter. The guy was out there firing. That yep. was good to see. Yep.
1: Downfield blocking the whole game or the, on those two big plays. Well, that's the offense, right? right. You
3: gotta, those, these linemen got to be able to do that. On the Herbert touchdown, it was just Tyree Carter and Cody Whitehair downfield.
1: And on the DJ Moore one, Braxton Jones and Darnell Mooney to start, and then Tevin Jenkins another ten yards downfield for the, the to open the floodgates. Uh, it was really impressive downfield blocking. I even think Cole Komet had a, a nice downfield block at one point too.
2: I that's Everybody the first time, That's literally the, the first time I thought of Cole Komet all day. That's just funny that you say that. Uh, he was not, actually. You're right. Like
3: yeah. Well,
2: he probably didn't
3: play that much, but um, yeah. All right. Uh, We'll get to our rookie report here in a second. Lots of – obviously, our eyes were on a lot of the rookies. But first, want to make sure you know about Pins and Aces, the official golf apparel partner of All City and CHGO. We love our Pins and Aces gear. And, uh, you know, Pins and Aces, just a heads up, Pins and Aces, because uh, rumor has it that there's going to be some uh, competitive golf happening in Indianapolis this week.
2: Um no, can I just, Let me just thank you to our friends at Pins and Aces, and I just want to let everybody know, apparently on this show, we have Tiger Woods Jr., because this guy just started playing like three weeks ago, has played 10 rounds, and all he's doing is texting all day about his golf game and how he's shooting in the 90s. I don't believe any of it, but that's what seems to be happening.
1: I'll believe it, baby.
2: Okay, so Braggs is... You, I will buy you a Pins and Aces shirt that's... That, that for, if you- is this the read? <laughs> this is
3: part of the it read. It is part of but the read. Not, I'm going to finish the read, and then we're going to actually talk about this for a second. Because Pins and Aces oh, is boy. a family-owned golf and apparel business. They make amazing polos, hats, golf bags. My favorite is the beer sleeve, um, which is just... A, it slips right into your golf bag. You can fit up to seven beers right in there. It keeps them cold the whole round. It's great. Uh, Check out pinsandaces.com. Use code CHGO. You'll receive 15% off your first order and get free shipping. Again, that's code CHGO at Aces. So very quickly, we'll get back to Bears, I promise. 30 seconds. But but, but Braggs is texting us yesterday saying he shot a 43 on the front nine, to which I immediately responded, okay, I guarantee you shoot 50 on the back. He shot a 51 for the record. Still, pretty Mm. solid 94. Carm follows up, how many rounds of golf have you played in your life? Because this guy's certainly talking like he's got a great golf game. He says 10. So... Here's the question to our viewers. Is Braggs lying about his mid-90s scores, or is he lying about how many rounds of golf he's played? Because if he's really only played 10 rounds of golf and consistently playing. shooting in the mid-90s, he is Tiger Woods Jr.
1: Or
2: is he Tiger Woods Jr.? Those are your three I options.
1: Have, I literally took my first um, okay. you know, round right before training camp. I'm practicing for Cog Hill. No, I'm golfing on it's a really round. your first ever round? I mean, since I was like 10, Yes. That's unbelievable. I mean, I, I you golfed with me nine holes, and I gave you that work. You yeah, tell I think you look like it. Story?
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, I think you look terrible out there. But somehow you're scoring. <laughs> I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't believe in it at all. But and
1: Bob wants to
3: know how many mulligans and gimmies.
2: Yeah, how many mulligans and gimmies is a good?
1: Uh, thing? Uh, yesterday's not one mulligan. And in fact, when I shot a 43 on the front nine, we can get back to football. I know nobody gives a shit about this. I think this. you're feeling
3: like you're cornered I, right now like no, Bayless Jones No, because this
1: is ridiculous. A shot of 43 <laughs> on the front nine, did terrible on the back, but I had four pars on the front nine. I didn't take one mulligan. In fact, the two times I lost the ball, I took a stroke on both. You're ball. not
2: answering the question. How many gimme's? I took zero mulligans yesterday. Do you put out? Do you, out? Do you took, know what a gimme is?
1: Oh, yes, when you're close enough to the, yeah. you, to the Did pen. you put out every I home. personally don't.
3: They, I don't care about the gimmies. If it's within a club, it's no, right. it That's, matters. That part absolutely fine. matters. It, it it does a little, like one or two strokes. Oh, we can, can be the, way more. I'm more worried about how many tee shots are we talking? All right, you know, whatever.
2: I I can't listen to it. The guy. This the, apparently we got Tiger Woods I just Jr. have one more question for him though. Yeah. Which?
3: Uh, <laughs> oh my God! No. Which mini See, golf he needs course? A quiet. Were, p-
1: he needs a quiet. Please. Which mini golf course were you playing? I <laughs> <laughs> was playing at Oak Knoll in Crown Point, Indiana, and it is. Uh, it's a fun course to go on for beginners. He missed I'm not gonna the, hate he missed on it cuz I've been how much, going there how much long. Does the cost? I don't need the joke.
2: How much does it cost? I don't
1: need it's the 25 joke. 25 for the round. Okay. It's not a nice course like the course we went on. We I'm not, I'm not, were like, I, "Oh, I, this is a, We need to get back quiet, to football please.
2: Quiet please.
3: Don't no. Don't yep, bring it yep, quiet please. Yep, quiet That's, please. We're in the middle of uh we have to thank our sponsors here. Yeah,
2: th- thank you. Uh <laughs> I, I okay. Well We'll continue That's this. This other. is just this is going to be a thing that we'll follow up on down the line. Hey, thanks to our friends at Nutrafol, you don't have to choose between better hair growth and your health. Nutrafol provides a whole body health approach. For men that's promoting healthier hair, there's no drugs, no compromises. You're just going to get better hair here. Um, And we all, I know, you think that losing hair is inevitable, but you can take control of your hair's future uh, with Nutrafol, science-backed hair growth supplement for men. 80% of men will experience thinning in their lifetime. I'm not going to be talking about myself on that one, but uh, I am experiencing some thinning, so I probably should be dialing up some Nutrafol here. Uh, It is normal. It doesn't have to be your fate. So get after it here. Uh, take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol, N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L, is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com slash men, and you do need to enter that promo code CHGO. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals, 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com slash men. Again, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com slash men. Put that promo code in, C-H-G-O. Nutraful.com slash men, promo code C-H-G-O.
3: And all of our training camp coverage is sponsored by our friends at ComEd. ComEd uh, and the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program. You can learn more at ComEd.com slash Powering Biz. By the way, I realize... Matt Eberflus, Justin Fields speaking at the podium and all that. Don't leave us here. We're going to have you covered. We'll tell you everything you need to know from those press conferences. Nicholas Moriano will be joining us here shortly, too, from Soldier Field to, to um, wrap all that up. And if you're somebody like me and Carm and Brags, we like to go back and watch the press conferences later, too. So that's always an option. But don't leave us right now. You can hang out with us, and we, make sure, we will make sure you have uh, – everything you need to know from those press conferences as well. Um, right now, continuing our our uh, our visit of kind of individual performances in the preseason, which is what it's all about. It's nice that the Bears got the win today and held on. Um, by the way, real quick, Malik Willis and Will Levis both had opportunities to win the game there. Both of
2: them missed game-winning touchdown throws. How did Will Levis that fall from first round to out of the draft? That guy looks terrible. <laughs> 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 for real.
1: I mean, he's playing at the end of the fourth quarter of the first preseason game and he was nowhere close, gets picked off. I mean, that's crazy for a guy that had rumors he was going to go in the top 5 close to the draft. Will Evans
2: might be the number 1 pick in the NFL draft. Will Evans. I don't know if you watch Will Evans play in college at all. Uh you did not see how that could possibly be. Anyway, but All right, I, I did like how the Titans split their quarterbacks the game and gave them both reps throughout the game.
3: Yeah, I mean, I understand what they were doing. They were, they have a competition for QB two. And um, by the way, I don't, we didn't really touch on this yet, but uh, I, I realize Edmonds and Demarcus Walker and Yannick Ngakwe were not on the field on that first drive, right down the field. That's true. That's the same Malik Willis that Mike Vrabel would not let throw the ball. in. Like, uh, basically a single time in that. I forget who they were playing in that Thursday night game last year, but it was painful to watch.
2: When they went right down the field and scored, I might have texted, like, three people, 0 oh, and 17. <laughs> and then uh, they threw the ball to DJ Moore, and then, and then I, I sent the same text, 17 and 0.
3: Yeah. <laughs> That was the roller
2: coaster I was on. The defense did shut the Titans out in the second half, though.
3: Uh, Max, $10 super chat. It's been 294 days since the Bears last won a football game. Glad to be back with CHGO and Bears fans in a postgame show after a win. Bring on the meatballs. Bears are never losing again. (laughs) Love it. I'm okay Um, with that statement today.
2: I mean, when you're talking about preseason coaches, Floos is greater than Belichick. 4-0, 4-0, man. Well, technically, he's greater than Belichick in the regular season, too. He beat him straight up. Excellent point. Didn't mean to do that to you, Floos. You kicked his ass last year, and it was awesome. <laughs> it was our best win of the year. Bill Belichick hugging you like you were God coach. That was amazing. It's
3: statistically accurate that Matt Eber-Floos has the greatest winning pers- preseason winning
2: percentage in NFL history. Yep. Same thing. 1,000.
1: Right. And Fields is...
2: Meatball Island, nine thousand yards. Let's well, go. Well, someone just commented the they
1: wanted a hoagie, Meatball Island. I'm here for you. I, I'm telling you, man. The Meatball Island is—it's a fever right now. Well, Herb Get on board. Herb Howard was there pregame. Herb Howard had four meatballs this morning. I mean. <laughs> If we can get Dan Wiederer on Meatball Island, now we're cooking. That's
3: not happening. That is not happening. (laughs) That's just not going to ever happen. Um,
1: All right, let's do our rookie report, and let's just go
3: down the line with the draft picks. How about that, guys? Uh, Darnell Wright will start there. Um, Did not notice anything bad from Darnell Wright live. Uh, There was that one play to the outside, the far sideline, where he had a nice block to help spring the run. So, Considering Darnell Wright's been up and down a little bit in camp, no false starts, no penalties today from right, him, Right, I like what I saw.
2: It was a great day for Darnell Wright. He, we, there was no moment in time where we're like, what the hell, Darnell Wright false start or, or a penalty, any of that, and then you, he had his moment of flashing, getting out there and showing that the, the good feet that we've heard about, the speed, plus the physicality, not a huge body of work, but, I, but definitely had a great day. From what I could tell.
3: Uh, How about Jervon Dexter then? Um, Really the only criticism I had of him the whole game was when they were on that goal line stand, he made a nice play actually the play before to help keep them short, but they're at the one-yard line, and it wasn't just him. I think it was like the entire line essentially, but I just thought the get-off was a little slow on that. When you're at the goal line, you have to get up, fire off the ball there, and it was a little slow, and again, it wasn't just him, but they scored a touchdown on that play as a result. Um, he did get banged up right before halftime. Scary. I thought it was very odd. He didn't come out. That he was able to play. Look, if it's the regular season and the guys insisting right. he's all right and he's staying in the game, I'm all for the toughness. But it's the preseason. I didn't like that he. But he ended up coming back in. So I don't think that's a serious thing. By the way, I think he just took Travis Gibson like a shot. Right? It was friendly fire, and it looked like a thigh bruise. Yeah. He
1: took a Travis. Kind of fell into his knees. And and Gravon Dexter is so big. You feel like. That's going to happen a few times to him.
2: It it, it was nerve-wracking seeing him p- fiddle with his knee as much as he was. But I'm
1: I, not sure it's his knee. I, he may have just had a
3: thigh
2: bruise. He whatever. was doing a whole lot of of, of rubbing that front of the E-cap. knee, but but but, I agree. but, but re- the best thing is that he did come back out and play in the third quarter and I'm going I I would assume the Bears are not going to be accused of malpractice or by putting him out there uh, when he shouldn't have been. You you brought literally brought him back in the second half. So
3: Well, that's the thing. If you bring him back the sideline, you evaluate him and he's good to go. I got no problem with that. It was like the he was clearly hurt out there. He played one more rep and then had to come out. That's why I don't like.
2: A hundred percent. It was it was weird. And he, it
3: wasn't like it was a quick snap. There was a delay there because someone else on the field was hurt. I think on the Titans at that point.
2: No, we were all sitting here like, terrified that something just had Terri- happened. Terrified. And they let him do another play, and and then he and he didn't look right on that play, and then he came out, and it's like, uh, come on, man. Who's paying attention to what's going on in the field? That, that shouldn't have happened. Um, Crystal says she was right behind the bench and thinks it was just a thigh Well, I would, never, I would never dispute Crystal's report. Dr. Hogan so over here. Was a,
1: Dr. Simone. Yeah.
2: Crystal, by the way, with the big-time seat. Like it. That's where we need it our CHGO diehards.
3: Um, all right, Tyreek Stevenson. I need to see the all-22 of that first play, the blown coverage because it sure looked like it was 29 because he was the one trailing, but that you don't know that you know who's responsible until you yeah, see yeah. what the coverage actually was. So I don't know right now. Um, it was great to see Kyler Gordon come up and pop the ball loose at the end of that play, but, yeah, having a blown coverage on the first play from scrimmage, not ideal. Again, don't necessarily know that that is uh, Tyreek Stevenson's fault, but he did drop an interception later. That, that was a bad throw and I wanted hit Levis, your guy Will Levis, Carm through that ball. It was way behind the intended receiver, right through the hands of Tyreek Stevenson. Other than that, though, I think a pretty solid game. The stat line is certainly good. Um, as I bring that back up, seven tackles, one tackle for loss, and he did get credit for PBU.
1: Yeah, he just he was a willing tackler. At one point, he was on an island on the right side, one-on-one, Here comes the running back. And it honestly reminded me a lot of Tim Jennings, just in the scrappiness of his nature, the way he went low on him, got him to the ground all by himself.
2: The Tyler, Tyreek Stevenson, excuse me, competition with Terrell Smith that we've been hearing about for a while. It does feel kind of over, doesn't it? It's not
1: kind of over. It's over.
2: Yeah. I I don't. I mean, they've been splitting reps at camp, and maybe it'll continue to go down that way. But I, if, if we're if we're doing a race here, I mean, Tyreek has got him beat by a, a significant amount right now. Yeah, it's a and, good thing. And and, there, and he is going to have his struggles as a rookie cornerback, and he's also right. going to make plays. That's right. pretty. Because even if
1: it was his fault on the first one, like those are that's gonna happen. Even if you're a great corner, or especially if you're a rookie corner. The amount of times that it's a throwing league now, you're going to get beat sometimes.
2: Yeah, it's by how much you get beat, right? Of Cause, course. Because that that first play was a line was like, oh my god, twenty nine. Come on, man! But he he righted the ship. He he was and and you got to love him in run situations where they're coming at him. I mean, he couldn't have he couldn't have played that any better. He's a willing tackler, as we're saying, and then.
1: You know, it's, it's just stuff. aggressiveness, right? I think that's the, the best word to describe Tyreek Stevenson is aggressiveness because you saw it there in the tackling, but then you saw it when he jumped the route and nearly picked the ball off. And, yes, he did drop the interception, and, and I know that's something Matt Eberflus has, puts a lot of value in. you got to get the turnover. But to be able to have the ability and presence of mind to jump the route and the confidence –
3: well, and the thing I just love about Tyreek Stevenson, it's been this way all camp, every time he has a bad play, he battles right through that. Yep. And he, and he makes a good play after that. I think you saw that. One of the observations one of you guys made during the game, too, was like basically everything we've seen in the pre, in training camp that was, was, was in this game today, too. That was the well, silver, Like whatever it is, and that's one of the examples. That was the
1: silver fox that made that observation.
2: Why don't you say that was the brilliant person? A brilliant mind
1: and amazing talent. Thank you. Media, Chicago thank media you. talent, Mark Carmen, that made that observation. Thank M- you. Mark Carmen
3: should be in the Chicago Media Hall of Fame
1: i agree um, no no no
2: no pushback no one has done more free television in this town than me <laughs> <laughs> no, no no that is probably accurate i think i do think i hold that mantle yes you uh,
3: th- that's what it should say on your plaque in the chicago
2: this man was so desperately wanted to get paid but even though he didn't he stick he kept going <laughs> so funny car um Next on the list, we're going to have to fire through these a little
3: bit quickly. we got Nicholas Moriano coming up from Soldier Field here shortly. Um, Zach Pickens.
2: I thought he had an active game, too. Flashed. Pickens in the backfield. Let's go.
1: Um, Yeah, it was a – what was it, a stunt or a twist?
3: With Dominic Robinson. Yep. And it was interesting because two guys actually went with Pickens, and then someone else I think came over and hit Dom Rob, but he fought right through – now, there was definitely confusion on that old line there, but he fought right through the, the, the two guys that were on him and ended up making the play.
1: And it wasn't a soft sack by any means. He no. finished with physicality. So he was officially credited
3: with four tackles, one sack, a quarterback hit, and a tackle for loss. Uh, also had the fumble recovery, too. That's a really good game for Zach Pickens to start. So, hey, we'll, look, we're four rookies into this thing, and... Positive. Like, all pretty good reviews at this point. Roshan Johnson... One really nice run to start. I thought from there, a little bit shaky. That play at the end where he ended up inbounds, they ruled him out of bounds. It was close to a Marion Barber type play with the clock running down.
2: There was room there. He
3: I got just down. Liked, I know. I just want to like, just get up field. Don't make
1: it so close because yeah. a starting defense will get your ass out of bounds, right? They're going to They're gonna do just what they
3: can. stay inside. Get as much right. as you, He's you can. He's trying to get the
1: first down. But yeah, you got to make sure you get down first and foremost, and, and drain the clock. I thought he showed uh, good hands in the passing game too. Yep. Uh,
3: the, he had forty-four yards on twelve carries. Versus
2: his catches. Just that last run, I would love to have seen just physical, head Finish down, it, win the game kick the living
1: but you got to make sure you don't fumble and you got to make sure you get down in bounds those are two the top two priorities and then yes you want to also get the first down
3: here's the thing though that it's just it's 12 carries it's 44 yards it's an average of 3.7 you want to be above four usually right okay but he did have 24 of those yards on one carry so the other 11 for 20
1: and what did i say yesterday in our hoagie meatball show
3: I don't know. I wasn't listening. Well, it was about her. It was it
1: was about Herbert, but I was going to – how many Montgomery jokes am I going to make? But with that 24-yard carry equals the amount of 20-yard-plus carries Dave Montgomery had last year with 200 carries. So, Well, it, okay. the Bears ran it
2: 29 times a day. Roshan had 12 of them. I mean, that's double what Travis Homer got late in the game. Khalil carried it four times. Deontay Foreman at three, and Ebner had three. Three catches for two
3: yards, by the way.
2: Okay. Okay.
3: There you go. All right, Bragg's asked for the catching stats.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Tyler Scott. Most catches of anybody.
3: Tyler Scott had kind of a disappointing game, I thought. I would, yep. if, we're going, if we're going to get to the first rookie, that it was like, eh, I don't know if this was the best. Uh, ball security was an issue. He had a fumble after the catch. Yep. Uh, officially, uh, that, and that was his only catch, too, by the way. One catch, nine yards fumble
2: there was a ball thrown behind him he was able to get his right hand on it did not catch it we were talking at the time that dj moore probably makes that catch right there it wasn't an easy play it was a, it was a bad no, throw a by bad pitch. throw first the bad throw but he did have a hand on it and then he had the fumble trying to make a play did okay and uh, you know was fine on his punt return fielded it cleanly got nine yards on it
3: another thing that translated from practice we like Tyler Scott, but there's been way too many balls on the ground, whether it's a drop or fumble. And, unfortunately, that went that translated to the game today. The only
2: well, slight positive around that fumble was that when he got to the sidelines, literally every player was sitting there trying to, you know, talk him up, talk, talk him up which right. b- and then bears the, chemistry. And
1: the other thing that had translated from camp to this game was that P.J. Walker is inaccurate. A lot of overthrown passes, and to that, uh, you know, to Tyler Scott when he inaccurately passed it, and that's why people are like, well, who cares about overanalyzing the the backup quarterback? Well, the backup quarterback is important, but it's also important for the guys he's throwing to to get, you know, a good rep in and and have an opportunity to catch the football, you know, so it's, you know, key. All right, Noah
3: Sewell is the next guy up in order of the, you know, uh, how the Bears drafted these guys. He ended up with a sack today. A lot of sacks. Bears defense, man. Uh, also, quarterback hit and a tackle for loss. Um, another solid performance from the linebacker who, uh, quite frankly, has emerged faster than I thought he would. Is definitely – look, he's linebacker number four. Yes. And and as I said on the pregame, as I what I expected, uh, Sanborn was the mic with, with uh, Edmonds out and then Noah Sewell was the Sam, but then Sewell ended up playing more once Sanborn and Edwards came out of the game. Um, And I like, between Sanborn and Noah Sewell, they got two guys that can play probably all three linebacker positions if they have to, and it's great linebacker depth. Uh,
2: To be honest, and Rex Smith putting in the chat here, Sewell greater than Sanborn, I thought that – Samboard had some nice tackles. I thought today. that Sandborg was fantastic. People on Twitter are like, see that, Carm? Like they were going at Sanbor. I'm like, Sambor was playing a thousand miles an hour and cracking into people. I thought he I thought he played well. Um, and same thing with Sewell. But not I didn't I, but we are getting it was a great opportunity for the line both those guys to get expanded playing time today with, with Edmonds out. I thought they both played well.
3: All right, and then uh, Terrell Smith, I don't believe played. I was a little surprised not to see him on the uh, – correct me if I'm wrong if anybody saw him in chat. He was huh? in the
2: chat saying that he was injured, which I
3: – No, he – he that, that surprised – it surprised me pregame that he wasn't on the list of players out because he didn't practice this week. So I was not expecting him to play. I, he's not on the stat sheet. I didn't see him out there, so I don't think he played. Um, Travis Bell then, he had a sack. He showed up. Um, I guess they ended up only giving him half a sack technically on that. But uh, with the TFL as well, two tackles. So that was somebody we mentioned pregame. If he,
1: if he makes the team, I think he's the candidate to help with our meatball sponsorship. Yes. <laughs> well, <laughs> he, he looks like a meatball. <laughs> his play getting to he's playing into the quarterback. Was very play. round. <laughs> he is. He, he, he that is, wasn't nice. Well, <laughs> I mean, it's uh, you know, in a nice. It is in a nice way. He's just. I love it. The I guy move. loses
2: fifty pounds and now he's calling everybody else round. No, Come
1: on. I mean, well. He's supposed to be round. He's a defensive lineman, but he's just – it's like Keith Traylor, you know, just some guys stand out more than another. Andrew Billings is very round, too, so I'll throw more people under the bus. L-
2: l-
3: but l- they're
1: me, round for a reason. The ego is just out of control. L- l- oh, my God.
2: Let me, let me tell you something about Travis Bell that impressed me. Not only his fight to get to the quarterback today – that one play was was relentless. I enjoyed it immensely. But his kick after the play to celebrate – Hamstring flexibility is key in life. It takes pressure off of your knees. And Travis Bell was able to get his legs so high up in the line. It was, he, he, I mean, he looked like he could be a member of the Rockettes. It was impressive. <laughs> I am just picturing him with the Rockettes, which is great. That, was, that, was, yeah. that just shows that he's got dedication behind the scenes to keep that flexibility up. I am more in on Travis Bell after this game than I thought I would be. That was a nice job.
3: That's good. Uh, I like Adam's. Comment there, too. Uh, Love Justin Jones' reaction to Travis Bell's sack. I did, too. There we go. He was excited on the sideline.
1: This Uh, is a pretty high compliment here from Total Anarchy TV, so I just wanted to spotlight it. He said, with the CHGO team's excellent camp coverage, you guys – teed up this game perfectly we knew what the storylines were who to watch and what to look out for keep up the great work guys that's a high compliment and we appreciate that a lot
3: yeah appreciate that we uh that's what we're trying to do here so thank you very much and it was fun i agree with you guys that was just for a preseason game i hope the next two are that fun
1: (laughs) i hope the season's this fun man i mean this is i mean we're, we're heading in the right direction all right, last, uh, uh, Kendall
3: Williamson, the safety out of Stanford. Uh, no idea what he did. I, he's not on the stat sheet. Okay. Is
1: Baskerville not a rookie? This dude's flashing everywhere. I look, love Baskerville. Look,
3: Baskerville had a great week of practice. And, and he had, had a good, good game. game today. Yes, he yeah. did. Yeah. Who the is hell, he hell is
2: Baskerville?
1: Yeah, who the hell is Baskerville? Micah I mean,
2: this Baskerville. Baskerville correct. He's a rookie out of LSU. Yeah,
1: he's got to be on the rookie report today.
2: He, hey, three tackles, had a sack. Let's go, Baskerville.
1: Great name too.
2: Baskerville's my guy.
3: He's your guy. You're calling him. You're claiming You're him? I, I, I can't,
2: I can't. I can't I, I can't dig, dig Baskerville. I need to be ahead of these things, not behind, and I'm behind on Baskerville.
3: You're not behind.
2: I, I didn't yes, I am. Yeah. There's somebody somebody who was out there on Baskerville way before I was. Just like I was out there telling everybody that the Bears should have drafted Holton Aylers who dominated last oh, uh, you shut up. Ux. You're not you know what? I am Holton Aylers penalty box time.
1: Quiet, please. Y- y- you got one. Y- y-
3: yeah, quiet, please on Carm with Holt Nailers. I don't want to hear that guy's name ever again on the show. Somebody Rude. in the chat, Rude. maybe
1: I'm going to make Gary do this. You got to keep a tally of who's getting the amount. Immo- the- well,
3: Bragg says two. Carm has one. I have two? Yes, you got no, two. No, the
1: pins and aces one doesn't count. And You're about you-
3: to get number three, buddy.
1: This is crap. You don't
3: argue with the scoreboard. You- oh,
1: number three. <laughs> this is crap. <laughs> Foul play.
2: And here comes Gary Ross underlining things we don't know. Five years at LSU. Damn right he was. Baskerville.
3: Gary's got to be careful. He's going to get a quiet please in the comments. <laughs> 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 uh, oh. Hey, you know what? It's Saturday. Bears win. I know what I'm doing when the show's over. I am going to go celebrate with some Goose Island. Goose Island Beer Company. One of our Awesome sponsors and supporters here at CHGO. They're Chicago's beer since 1988. Goose IPA cannot go wrong with the Goose IPA. Can't go wrong with 312 Wheat Ale. If you're feeling extra spicy because the Bears got a victory today, even though it's preseason, maybe you save it for a regular season win. But still, Tropical Beer Hug, Dry Hopped Imperial IPA, 9.9% alcohol, dangerously easy to drink, and then the Full Pocket Pilsner. It is the everyday beer. It's what the Goose Island brewers are drinking. Grab ultra fresh brewery exclusive beers at Goose Island's original brew house on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park or from their tap room on Fulton Street in Westtown. Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's Beer. I know I've said this before, but the the original brew, ha- brew house on Clybourne is where I watched the Music City Miracle.
2: Okay. Uh, when I was a younger Adam Hogue. And we we had a couple goose last night. Uh... Kevin Kadek had a content, and yours truly, outside of uh, Wrigley Field.
3: I saw that picture. Yeah, I yeah, had you it. And Greg Boyson as well. Uh, Doc Willie in there in the comments. I'm officially a diehard.
2: Welcome All to right, Willie. the team. Thank you, Doc Love Willie. Love
3: hearing that. AllCHO.com slash diehard where you go got to become a diehard. And, yeah, as uh, Carm likes to say, you know, give us a like here.
2: We appreciate it. Get fitted out in the best sports gear around with FOCO. That's right. Hoodies, shoes, signs, bobble ads, everything in between. Summertime coming to an end, but you still have time to get the aloha shirts, straw hats, polos, bags, everything you need for a game come fall, winter, summer, whatever. FOCO, Thank you so much for donating some of the awesome pieces that we put on our set of times. We've got a sweet Justin Fields piece, which isn't out today, but it's awesome. Uh, check out FOCO.com, F-O-C-O.com, or click the link in the description below. For all non pre sale items, use that promo code CHGO for 10% off.
1: Why are you well, looking at me? Because I was going to do the next Pins and Aces, and I want to give them a shout-out, and my computer is frozen, and that really frustrates well, me. Well, that's okay. unfortunate.
2: Greg, but well, you've been working
3: here long
1: enough. I feel like you should know the read by heart. Yeah, I sh- maybe I should, but maybe I shouldn't because I don't always well, read. We know that.
3: that Pins and Aces is the official golf apparel. Yeah, the golf company apparel. All, we already not hit only CHGO, there's but so... all of All City, and we love our Pins and Aces gear. We get lots of compliments. I wore my Pins and Aces to my golf outing with my friends a couple weekends ago, and they were like, "Damn, where'd you get that shirt?" I said pinsandaces.com. And if you use the code CHGO, you get 15% off your first order and free shipping. Plus, they have the beer sleeve as well, which is awesome. We're going to have to bring that out with us on Thursday when we're golfing in Indy.
2: Amazing polos, hats, golf bags. And uh, it is an upper-level hoodie. It is such a good-feeling hoodie.
3: The hoodie is especially great, like
1: spring and fall.
2: Pinsandaces.com. Doug,
1: I might <laughs> might see me break this thing here to for the post. What's game. the web- Is that what you left earlier what? to go get? Yeah.
2: Okay. What's the website no. again? Brags. Are you listening to the show?
1: Pinsandaces.com. dot com. There you go, buddy. And how much do you get off? They're providing us what percentage do you get off when you use code CHGO? Fifteen percent off. There you go, and free.
3: Shipping. And they're providing
1: us some sweet polos available available for purchase. If you come out for our Cog Hill kickoff, CHGO kickoff classic, Friday, August 25th, and you see those pins and aces, polos on the bottom left, available available for purchase for anyone that signs up. If you become a diehard, you get a discount on this event. Adam Hogue, Mark Carmen, Corey Wooten is going to be on hand. The All whole, the heavy
3: hitters are coming out. Adam Johns is going to be there. Adam
1: Johns is going to be there Woof. making a celebrity appearance, so... I mean, it's going to be a lot of fun, and I know there's a ton of people already signed up to come, so it's going to be a lot of fun. Make sure you come out.
3: All right. Now I think it's a good time to clean out our notes. Uh, We have a fun segment that we do that just came naturally. If there's one thing I missed from last season's postgame, it would be Carm's notes. So before we get to Nick, I think we should go to Carm's notes.
2: I'm going to lie to you. I got eight pages of notes today. So we'll we'll you know I don't want to keep Nick waiting so we'll go quick but I you know early on I did not like the late kickoff we didn't kick to like three eleven today what's going on here and the the kid that was hooping in the parking lot who had the Bears paint uh, on his chest that was a sweet dude uh, let's see here Chris Moore number eleven on the Titans got cracked by Kyler Gordon fumble Gordon that was awesome uh, Eddie Jackson had a missed tackle early that wasn't uh, great. Uh, then there was this guy you might remember if you were watching early. His name was Tajay Spears, and Adam Hogue wanted the Bears to draft him and didn't stop talking about Tajay Spears for, like, the entire first quarter. <laughs> it, it, uh, so, Tajay Spears. I told you Tajay Spears. I look at Tajay Spears. I, 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 I tell, did I not say Tajay Spears? Flus's T-shirt today, by the way, has made the notes. I like the T-shirt look. Yeah. He, nice
3: and cash.
2: Yeah, it looked good, um, and – there the was, Sunglass game was strong today, too, although they weren't Shady Rays, which was a little disappointing. It was a, a powerful-looking fluce, And, uh, yeah, fluce had a challenge early on a catch and then fumble oh, that yeah. wasn't called. Hoag said he wouldn't have challenged. I would have. Fluce didn't get the call. I thought that was BS. Referees, what are you doing? What I took exception
3: to is the idea of it's the preseason, get the reps. And I'm like, well, still, you should have quality reps, and you should still Cha- only challenge what you think is going to be right.
2: I thought he was right. I thought God. that the uh, ref screwed him. Uh, Jack Sandford at the goal line made the notes, just flashing down there as per usual. Uh, TJ Edwards got sucked in on a touchdown, which was not great. It maybe
3: held the referees threw a flag, then they called the flag back, and I think it was okay. I, I, I didn't yep. mind that they picked up the flag on that. It was a little touchy.
2: Yeah, and then here comes the DJ Moore touchdown, 62 yards, walking in Tevin out there blocking. And then uh, Santos Cairo from the right hash. Hogue was kind of wondering if that's how they used to do it. God, my, my arm, my, yeah, my aim is so year, good. because last year
1: when he was having his extra point issues, he was kicking from the middle of the field, and then he decided to move it to a hash to try to correct this problem because he said last season that that helped him kind of get into more of a field goal mode. Mm-hmm. Hashtag
3: brag special teams.
1: So Yeah, it wasn't napping for that. And so he's carried that over to this season.
2: I I put down in the notes that it was a three-play 75-yard drive that took 119. And then Jalen Jones coming down on on special teams making a play and Adam Hogue yelling, he's making the team. Hogue (laughs) has put him on there, so there you go. And then here comes Travis Gibson in the backfield. Zach Pickens flashing. And then the Valus, I wrote down at that point, I wrote down that he fielded it out of bounds before he had his fumble. So, again, Calm. Just, I had a moment there. Uh, Darnell right block on Herbert. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, Jalen Jones making Jalen Jones making a play, and Hogue in, in straight euphoria on, on Jones at that point.
3: I got very excited about the three special you, teams you, tackles. You, you, you were absolutely play. loving,
2: and I'm that's not lie. and that's when we went to fields again in the end zone, and all his stats about straight domination.
3: Look, there, there's definitely times where I feel bad that you guys have to watch f- football with me, because. I yell you're, a lot of random things, and
2: you're a football nerd, and we're about to talk to another football think, nerd, I Nicholas Morehead. I think
1: we're even. I don't know if it's
3: <laughs> even, but no, it's. De- there is a side of me they don't see on this. If we did a live stream of games, people would see a different side uh, of me. I,
2: I I love Greg Braggs, but he is exhausting to watch a game with because he doesn't care what's on the TV. He's just oh gonna my t- God. he's just gonna spew what's in his mind at any point in time. So
1: false. I you know what? Just go on with this before.
2: Before, before problems before it come. it
1: goes worse for you.
2: Micah Baskerville's on the, ch- on, the, on the page here for making a play. Don't know why, but he's here. Uh, Deuce Fountain. The Fountain f- called for holding at this point in the ballgame. Did not like that. Um, that was on special teams. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's see here. Travis Gibson living in the backfield. Uh, P- oops, that was off. P.J. Walker to Bayless Jones on third and six. Uh, P.J. Uh, dropped to Tyler Scott the off-throw. The off Let's see here. Uh, Tyreek Stevenson is shedding a block, making a tackle. And Colbert, 23. Oh, yeah, he's doing Colbert. <laughs> with, the, with, the jar, a- with the jar and and the fumble. Um, that was a big-time play. Yep, Trenton Gill with some boomers out there. Let's go. Uh, at this point in the game, Greg Bragg's walked over to tell Show Adam Hogue something and put his rump right in my face. That made the notes.
1: <laughs> yeah. I was asking about whether or not it was a legal man downfield, and I was getting clarification. Right. On,
2: I was sitting right there, and, yeah. and you didn't care what, what, what my care life what was. Don't care what
1: you're doing, where and, you're sitting, what it, you're saying. It was after Correct. that that
2: Braggs went back to sit down and reached into his bag and just started mowing beef jerky. Yeah. Your,
1: your beef. Yeah, jerky. I need yeah. protein.
2: I right, need my just, protein for the day. All right, we need we need some food in here from somebody who like to send it because I cannot watch Greg Rags eat beef jerky, uh, the rest of the season that was na- that was nauseating, um, and then to wrap it up here Niles North Barrington Wade Dwayne Wade the best Wade Barrington Wade let's go and Roshan Johnson Barrington Wade Orange Cassidy staying
1: Ellie <laughs> oop
2: yeah it's Orange. a great ending to the notes for our first game
1: Orange Cassidy said. <laughs> Orange Cassidy said because, with my rump in your face, he wanted to ask you a question. Well, he was
2: it. asking Hogue a question, and I just was ca- <laughs> I was collateral damage. Crazy
3: Ace, $5 super chat. You should have a mustache sit in for Nick in studio while he's at Halas.
1: That way he is Well, isn't Nick's missed. been trying to get in here.
3: Well, right now Nick
1: is at Soldier Field,
3: and we're going to go to him right now because he's been in that locker room grinding away, talking to guys like... Darnell Wright, and uh, Kyler Gordon, and Travis Gibson. Um, Nicholas appears to be having some uh, video problems right now. Okay. So we don't have Nick.
1: Hey, it's preseason for everybody, guys. We'll get him. We'll get it working.
3: Well, it's that always reliable soldier field of life,
2: I'm sure. Arlington Heights, baby. It's all right. Um, I got dinner plans. No problem. We'll get him next time. What time's
3: your reservation?
2: My reservation is for 615. It's two I, hours from now. That's, yes, and I've got to write, and i got to pick up Fred and Adele. There's a lot going on here, buddy. Oh, okay. We got to, we, the time, time, time's a-wasted. carmen has got to get his grades okay. out there.
3: Well, now we do need to have a mustache sitting for Nick. I have some notes I'll go over in the meantime. Steven, just let us know if and when we grab uh, Nick from Soldier Field. Um... Yeah, obviously did not like having a blown coverage on the first play of the game. Uh, but, yeah, Kyler Gordon just knocking the ball out like crazy. Or the my first two notes were Kyler Gordon knocking the ball out. That means it's that was happening a lot early on. Very, I thought, in general, the Bears were going after the football. Hits yep. principle was on full display. They were hitting hard. The ball was coming out. Uh, I don't know how many takeaways they ended up with in the end, but that ball was on the ground a lot today. So love seeing that. Um, yeah, okay, we're not going to nitpick, but technically, when they go watch the film with Justin Fields on that DJ Moore touchdown, I guarantee you, Andrew Janoco, the quarterback's coach, gonna be like, can we get that ball out in front of him, not behind him? But to DJ Moore's credit, we've been seeing that every, pretty much every time, but once in my notes from all of training camp, DJ Moore ends up making the catch. The only one was that slant I mentioned the other day that was too far behind him that he couldn't do that. So would like to see that ball ahead of DJ Moore, but still great play turned into a touchdown. That's why you bring guys like that in because on any other play in the past, that just goes down as an incomplete pass, and you never think about it ever again, and he turned that into a 62-yard touchdown.
2: There is a reason that they went from one to nine. We better get get to Nick right now because we have him, and he looks amazing, and the the Wi-Fi's here. I think he's he looks –
3: he somehow got better looking since the pregame show.
2: It's better better lighting, although he is – it is it is glitching. Hair looks t- – I mean, he's – he has grown more facial hair in the last right, three now hours. now we're creeping him out.
3: Hey, Nick, what's up, buddy?
2: And there it goes. Oh, he froze him on that face after gassing him up like that. That's not good. Like there he is. There he is.
1: <laughs> we can hear you, Nick. <laughs>
2: Hey, Nick, tell what? us your number one takeaway from that, from being down there. And then we're going to let you go because this is not great.
0: Can you say that one more time? One more time, Mark.
2: I'm going to text you it and say it to you. Give us one <laughs> thing you learned and then we'll say goodbye to you because this is not working particularly well.
0: uh okay yeah sorry sorry about this you guys this is the uh soldier field wi-fi you should see the food they served earlier today um but one i uh, just you know i got a chance to talk to uh travis gibson and actually mark you inspired the question you texted me during the game i'm talking about the chart and uh travis gibson had he seen the depth chart and did it motivate him in you know, he doesn't, even he deleted social media. he actually didn't see uh, where he ranked on the depth chart, but he heard about it and he wanted to come out and play with, you know, a fire to him today because he felt like he didn't have a very good performance in the family fest practice here at Soldier Field. So I think there's a little bit of motivation by the, you know, where he was on the depth chart, how he played previously in practice. And that's kind of the performance you saw today.
2: That's awesome. I I love that nugget that yes okay I'm not paying attention to it but he got to him and he certainly played with it with with his hair on fire Uh, anything on the offensive side of the ball that you were able to get from postgame Nick.
0: Yeah and again sorry uh, for everyone watching with the connection not being very very stable but I got a chance to kind of listen to Darnell right a little bit and just get his perspective on these big screenplays that happen. And he was asked by Patrick Finley, what's going through your head when you see these screenplays and you know, Khalil Herbert, DJ Moore go downfield. He's like, just go, go. And he just wanted because he was on the backside of both those plays. But um, he was also asked about, you know, do these quick screen, these quick hitting plays, are they easier on offensive linemen? Are they harder? And one thing you could you could see both sides of the coin, he said, and basically he said, Well, one, you don't have to pass for pass block for as long on these quick plays. But also, at the same time, you have to think faster when you're doing these quick hitters out to the, to the flats and things like that. So um, he said that also the defense has been keying in on those plays in practice, and that's why maybe we haven't seen them be as successful in practice, but he was really happy to see it happen today against the Titans.
3: And Kyler Gordon obviously had those two big plays early where he knocked the ball loose. Um, just what did he have to say about – Making those plays and just, I, I, Nick, I just thought the tone of the, the defense, even though it wasn't great giving up that touchdown drive early, it was definitely was not pretty, but they were hitting hard the entire game. That ball was coming
0: out. Yeah, no, he said, uh, I asked him about those two hits and what kind of led him to be in position to make those plays, and he said just the way our defense is built. Um, he said also, like, the back side, Wins championships because Kyler Gordon had to track down the first ball carrier because that wasn't his man. And that's why he was able to get a, a hit on the wide receiver there. So it was just a lot of effort and just feeling comfortable in that nickel spot allowed him to, you know, how he put it, find someone lacking and really put a, a really big hit uh, on the same receiver for both plays. So he credits how the defense is built and, you know, just a lot of effort. He, obviously, we know that he is big on. You know, running to the football, and that's what he did, being on the backside defender and getting a free, clean hit and almost drawing the ball out both times on both those hits.
2: Nick, give us your Nicholas Moreano. You know more about football than everyone except for Adam Hogue, more than Mark Harmon, more than Greg Braggs. The biggest nerd you were happy to see thing today that perhaps uh, just made your football heart smile.
0: Ooh, that's a, that's a really good question there, Mark. I was just really impressed with how Tyreek Stevenson played throughout the entirety of the game, you guys, because I think you saw, you know, a corner that wasn't afraid to play physical. He was getting in on the run game, was getting f- physical with running backs, making tackles near the line of scrimmage, but then reading these out routes like it's an open book, and he just needs to complete the the play. And Kyler Gordon was a little mad, or he wasn't mad. He was like, he should have had the interception, so he got really excited, but that's just a really smart level play by Tyreek Stevenson to be in position to cover the wide receiver. But you saw different levels of his game show up in this one matchup, and he was targeted quite a few times. But for the most part, Tyreek Stevenson showed up, and I think he took everything, you guys, that he experienced throughout training camp. Look, he was battling for first-team reps. He's getting in verbal arguments with Chase Claypool and intercepting Justin Fields and doing all these things. But he was able to uh, go out there and show his best version of himself today against the Titans. All
3: right, Nick, uh, we're going to let you go just because of the Wi-Fi connection, but all the information we heard was outstanding. Thank you so much for hustling behind the scenes at Soldier Field. Make sure you check out all of Nick's coverage at Nicholas Moriano on Twitter, and we'll have it all up at allchgo.com as well. He'll have all the coverage from Soldier Field, uh, and we'll work on that Wi-Fi for uh, – yes. Any
2: quick preview on what you're writing, Nick?
0: Uh, just, just some quick takeaways, some observations, stuff that you know I was kind of alluding to here, but more stuff from the the uh, locker room. I'm sorry again that the the internet's not what it should be. Being in a you know in a nice stadium like this should be better. But yeah, so uh, make sure you tune to all CHCO to check out all the great uh, all the work that we're doing there and what I have to say about this game.
3: All right, thanks, Nick. Nick, we appreciate it at Nicholas Moriano on Twitter. The good news is Nick wrote us a book of notes that we have. Wow. So uh, if you weren't able to follow along there, I think we can translate a lot of this. Um, going back to Travis Gibson, uh, Travis Gibson mentioned that he thought his family fest practice last week was not great, so he came into this week with his hair on fire, and obviously that showed in the game. Uh, he deleted his social media, heard about how he was last on the depth chart but never actually saw it, uh, won't let the outside doubt get to him. Um He was asked, does that motivate you on the depth chart? He said he's been doubted his whole life. He only got one offer out of high school. That's what carries him. How did it feel uh, with his performance? He said it's not enough. He left a lot of plays out there. It's not a me game. It's a team game. Um, He says the D-line room is full. Needs to look at himself in the mirror and compete. So that was everything from Travis Gibson you like to hear. Uh, Kyler Gordon obviously had those two big plays early. He was asked, what allowed you to make those types of hits? He said, just the way our defense is built. The backside wins championships, play with effort. uh, Felt great. Got to catch someone lacking. Um, It got him and the rest of the guys on defense juiced up. What should Bears expect from him in year two? He said, straight elevation another level of comfortability ready to prove himself right he says he's absolutely more comfortable in the slot uh, Kyler was also asked what he saw to Tyreek Stevenson in this game and he said with a smile on his face he should have had that pick
1: he definitely should have there we go
3: I love that mentality from absolutely. The hold them hold your teammates to high standards they got to get those takeaways uh, but he said Tyreek Stevenson is a baller and he's going to do a lot of good things for this defense expectations for this unit never puts limitations on it he expects to have the best db group out there they're going to show it through their play uh finally with darnell wright uh mentality on a screen just go go what does it mean for the offense to have that short pass and touchdown he he mentioned braxton jones downfield cody whitehair downfield we mentioned that early in the show great blocks on both of those plays um Tevin said the defense had sniff, has been sniffing out those screens, so it felt good to get one of those. I'm assuming he's talking about it in practice. Yeah, because they've been playing. They against. did
1: in the last practice. Yeah. open.
3: I, it, I've been noticing that the last week of Soldier yeah. Training Camp, like the defense has gotten used to the offense. Yep. and some of the plays they could see it coming. Uh, how was it playing in Soldier Field for the first time? He said it was amazing, and he was nervous. Again, this is Darnell Wright. Um, is it harder for the offensive line when the ball comes out faster? He says it can have two sides to the coin. You got to think faster. So those were the notes that Nick shared with us before he came on, and um, still a good hit. Want to make sure we shared everything he had yep. in case you yeah. he couldn't uh, hear
2: uh, it. All. And just real quick on I, on our Insta, on our CHGO sports Instagram, uh, there's an interview with Darnell Wright that you can go check out if you want to get some extra content. There are tons tons of stuff being put up all the time, but uh, just noticing the Darnell Wright thing.
1: Yeah, he had on the second series, uh, there was a pitch right to Khalil Herbert. That was the play that Cole Komet had had a nice downfield block, but Darnell Wright had the seal block to get Khalil Herbert to the second level, and you can kind of see how Darnell Wright turned his guy as Khalil Herbert came around the edge. I thought that was really nicely done, so encouraged by him.
2: All in all, just I think a very good day for the Bears, really. There's a lot lot of stuff that – you can point to as progress.
1: Well, and then the one thing with Tyreek Stevenson that we should mention when you were talking about him, he had that personal foul where he... Yeah, but... I mean, I like the aggressiveness, but I think that's going to be a part of the other side of the coin with him is he's got to be careful at times.
2: Perhaps he's not going to get the benefit of the doubt either, but as most rookies are not going to... I prefer to to him to be aggressive. But but the play that he hit, uh, that he got called for... uh, uh, what are they? Flagrant, whatever the hell, right? like uh, Targeting, essentially. Yeah, the, 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 the receiver was in bounds. Shouldn't should not have been. That should not I have been a flag. So,
3: a couple things here too that I'm sure we would have gotten to with Nick, but obviously we had that uh, technical problem. Uh, so I'll give proper credit to the reporters on these tweets. Uh, Chris Emma tweeting that uh, Matt this Matt Eberflus quote after the game. I thought we took a step forward today, and we're looking forward to next week. So flu's feeling like this was a step in the direction right Good. direction which is what you want in the preseason regardless um, let's see here uh, DJ Moore admitted that he was nervous before the game first time suiting up in a new city and apparently DJ Moore and Khalil Herbert were debating which one had the better touchdown run after the catch uh, that's courtesy of Sean Hammond on Twitter um, and then this from Courtney Cronin. uh, Let's see, where did this go? Justin Fields on the benefit that comes with adding a quick game to the Bears offense. Anytime you have those playmakers where you can throw the ball five yards, run a slant, and he could take it 60, that makes my job easier. That makes the old line's job easier. Uh, And after a period of time where you keep dinking and dunking, those short passes... The defensive coordinator gets impatient, starts blitzing more, pressure more, playing more man coverage and that's when those deep shots naturally happen. I think it's going to be a good thing for us this year.
2: Bang bang. So Let's the go.
3: ultimate debate here between Brags and Cars.
1: Dink and dunk brings the
3: funk. Does it bring the funk or does it get you sunk? What do you think? If you can go
2: downfield,
3: Justin Fields seems like a funk guy. He says you we dink and dunk then the you funk. bring the funk,
1: the deep ball. Dink and dunk the funk. Uh, If Dink and Dunk
2: dunk. leads to Bomb and TD.
1: Dink and Dunk leads to Chunk. There you go.
2: Leads to the Chunk. Okay, buddy. Now
1: we're going somewhere.
2: Dink and Dunk will hopefully lead to lots of Chunk.
3: All right. I got a couple (laughs) tiny, tiny (laughs) notes here. Then we'll wrap up some Super Chats and get Carm to his dinner reservation. Um, Thank you. (laughs) Uh I have to say the end of half bothered me. I know it's not all starters, but you had, that was where you had Tyler Scott's catch, fumble. Bears were in position to add points going into half with getting the ball coming out of halftime. We call that double dipping. And instead, it led to a 41-yard field goal for the Titans. So the whole execution right before halftime, I was not a fan of. Didn't like it.
2: I love when Coach Hogue shows up on the show. And, um, you're, and you're making very valid points.
3: P.J. Walker, I'm, hitting, I'm starting to hit the alarm button. I, I feel like we've given him enough of a leash here with the high throws in practice. We've been bringing it up every once in a while, but we've not been panicking that his first throw today is a high throw to Equanimmy St. Brown that gets picked off.
2: I'm not in P.J. Walker panic mode. Dude's had success in the league. He's won games. He's adjusting to a new system. I like the way he spoke this Like The this quick week.
1: passes when he gets it out fast. They were fine, but anything downfield? Yeah. Plus,
3: we got Bajan waiting in the wings. Bajan, in my notes, long throw to your guy, Deuce Fountain, which, again, is not his real name, but Carm calls him Deuce Fountain, so that's what we're rolling with.
2: The fountain was flowing. We saw some flowage. <laughs> I, was <laughs> I was down with the fountain. Let's go. Last say Cairo Santos,
3: money on the 49-yard field goal. How
1: about Trenton Gill, too? Yeah, he, he had a good day
3: too. Trenton Gill. He got
2: some luck. He got Trenton
3: Gill got his own super chat early in the show. Yep.
2: Hogue didn't like the hang time. Twenty three yard I net late in the game. In
3: time I'm not panicking. But too uh much the other up. punt the first two punts were outstanding. Absolutely great. Uh all right. I know we have some super chats to get to. Steven, I know there was a ton where I know you've been showing them. Let's get to some of the big ones. Uh I know Big Cram had a nine ninety nine at the beginning. Big Cram. Um Probably limited to 10 and over. I don't know. They've all gotten screen time, right? Yeah, everyone has. We appreciate all the Super Chats. We'll touch on a couple here at the end. Um, Big Cram says, it's just the preseason. I don't want to get ahead of myself. But there were a lot of great things that back up what I've been saying all year. Bears are going 17-0. and They're going to the Super Bowl. Full meatball.
2: That's, my, that's part of me. You're a part of me, Big Cram. Big
3: Cram is vice president of Meatball Island.
2: I don't know why we have to go that bad of we, a picture of me, Big Cram. <laughs> I think we could. That out. was the pew pew. We have a worse uh,
3: picture. I know. I, I, there is a worse picture.
2: No, oh, great. Yeah. Um, just- <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> that one's courtesy of Harry Tynowitz.
2: Yeah, HT. I I, I lost some bet to him when we were doing radio, so I had to go and rake. The leaves off his lawn, and like Harry Tynowitz, you get as you off can the see, roof too, right? See the roof and everything else. N- no one has ever done less yard maintenance than Harry did back in the day.
3: Wait a minute, that's a real photo of you. Yeah, look like you've done very much. That yard looks maintenance. like your head is photoshopped on somebody else's body.
2: Yeah. What are you wearing? I'm wearing a great Saturday r- rake. I mean, that's not leaf. You clean. come on. What's do you think that Harry Tynowitz has the ability to superimpose me on a body? No. I can barely he has no talent as far as technolo- technology whatsoever. That's me, buddy.
3: Look, first of all, Harry has a new liver. He can do whatever he wants. Yeah. Harry's he going to Springsteen
2: Harry's going to Springsteen. Harry's living his life. I love Harry. That's me, buddy. That's his, that's 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 real life.
3: Uh, Harry Tynowitz, we do love you very yes, much.
1: Thank you for the content, Harry. If you got any more pictures yeah. in the archive, send them my way.
2: Harry, you were trying to be nice, and you've ruined yeah. my life.
1: He totally – yeah, no, he helped me because while – I revealed this picture to Carm earlier while he was calling me sloth, and that shut him up real quick.
3: All right, Steven, what else we
2: got here? You let us
3: know. We got
1: uh, Ryan The Great scrambles by DJ and Herbert today.
2: What did you all notice about the blocking today, those plays included? Hustle, getting downfield, wanting to contribute, dudes looking to make a name for themselves. Liked it.
1: Hits, like you said, when it happened, those guys get, you know, the offensive lineman on the Herbert run, getting all the way down to the 10 yard line on a big play like that. That's the hits principle.
2: It is. Yep.
3: Rock,
1: it
2: is rock and roll dog.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And the no hits <laughs> principle for Justin Fields that I live by. No hits.
2: Didn't get hit.
3: That's what I want to see. Nice Edward little dump rhymes.
1: Up. $5 super chat. Brags, Peter King used your brick by brick line Chicago sports interview when asked how Poles was building the Bears. That's right, ride the wave, baby, brick by brick. Peter loves the show.
3: You can get those shirts. Rumor has it Ryan Poles owns a brick by brick shirt now.
1: Yeah, maybe maybe a few players too.
3: Wow, it's a movement. You got to jump on board now. You can get those by ride the way. Cjlocker.com, brick by brick, get the shirts. Get the hoodies. It's almost hoodie season. I can't wait oh, to bring my brick-by-brick brick hoodie that. out.
1: Don't say that. Well, it's football season. It's not I, almost hoodie season. I
2: thought about wearing brick-by-brick brick today, but the likelihood that Braggs was wearing it was higher than wearing this shirt, so I didn't want to go twinsies again.
1: We have been twinsies. We're going to have to start coordinating. Braggs
3: either owns four of the shirts he's wearing or he's worn that six times this week.
1: I wore it the first day at camp. Other than that, that's it. What are you Lies. guys talking about? Lies. Next the super chat.
3: We love the Duke. 999. I was kind of hoping we'd lose, get it out of the way. I don't want to win preseason <laughs> games. Apparently, that's a harbinger of doom. Bears went 3 0 in the preseason last year and now 4 0. Matt Eberflus,
2: preseason right. goat. Is it Harbinger or Harbi-
3: it's Har- Harbinger?
1: Harbinger.
2: That's a quiet place for Hogue. Okay. I'll Just, 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 quiet, just, 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 just straight, sc- just went at Har- Harbinger out of nowhere. Harbinger.
3: I was thinking about Harbaugh, I think. I don't know.
2: He Harbingered Harba- Harbinger. Harb- harbinger. Harbinger. Harbinger of things to come. All right, like I to want to refund thank you.
3: on my Saint Ignatius education after that moment.
2: Mr. Lapish helped me with that, even though he blatantly favored all the kids that that he liked and didn't like, and then and gave fake grades. And I'm still mad about it. Don't worry about it, Lapish. No idea what Karma's talking about for the last <laughs> twenty seconds.
1: No quiet, please. Yeah, look at we're next
3: the super chat.
2: Lapish screwed me.
3: Karma, why don't you read this one?
2: Fifteen dollars from Ace Bandage. I know it wasn't a bomb, but the first throw from one to two was a long touchdown. Not trying to show the deep ball in open practices or preseason games, or is Bragg still concerned about the deep ball? Questions for you, Braggs.
1: The idea that they're at practice and they're like, okay, we're not going to throw any deep passes because we don't want to show them in open practice is the silliest of the 38 excuses I got why. They, we haven't seen those at camp, for one. Two, yes, I said I'm concerned about it. Not that Justin Fields can't throw the deep ball, but that they simply need to practice it. So the fact that there wasn't only but one that I saw in open practices to Tyler Scott it's fine, and today I'll take that result all day long. Dink and dunk brings the funk. Does I'm not, not get you sunk. And I've been reporting that the underneath stuff has looked clean, The entire camp, but he has not thrown many deep balls to DJ Moore, if any, in a game. Are you really worried
3: about deep balls? I'm not
1: worried about it. It's just weird that we didn't see any at camp. It's just weird. And when the season comes around, when you're throwing deep, you're not always going to be wide open like Tyler Scott was on the one double move. So it helps to have practiced it a few times to understand where. The receiver wants it, ball placement wise, or whatever, and so that's the point. You know, when we get to the season, they'll have very limited times where they've actually done this in practice. For
2: a transcript of Greg Braggs' response to that super chat, please send me an email. I'll get it to you.
1: Good God!
3: <laughs> Finish the super chats. Timely super chat here from Steven. D, $10, screens in the short game are where Fields struggled in the past, so succeeding at what he failed at is exactly what I needed to see. Again, not to nitpick, but I wish that throw to DJ Moore was in front of him, not behind him, but we're all right. Touchdown, touchdown, touchdown.
2: Did what he had to do. It It was nice seeing him just hang out, no pads, chilling on the sideline, enjoying his day. QB1.
3: All right. A couple more quick ones, then we're going to get out of here. The uh, D- Bears Bastard, 199. Another day, another Bragg's deep ball freakout.
1: I know. Nuance is lost on everyone today, including my co-host. So just have it. I don't care. I'm freaking out about the deep ball. I'm not freaking out about the deep ball. I make one observation, and we're going to act like this is uh, extrapolated into something it isn't. So I'm done talking about it. For more on that, check out Spaces. Yeah, come to Spaces. I'll Later. be happy to cuss anyone out that wants to come in there and talk about it.
2: Oh,
3: another Quiet Braggs, and I didn't even ordered that one.
2: <laughs> $9.99 from Brandon Wolf. It's a move it along here. Hey, guys. Love the show. Thanks so much, Brandon. Uh, longtime Twitter friend of Mr. Braggs. Lost my pops unexpectedly two months ago and asked him for some help for Fields today. Papa Wolf delivered. Sorry about the loss of your dad. Brandon, yeah, sure, thank man, you for sharing man. and appreciate your support and apologize that you've known Greg for as long as you have.
1: Yep. <laughs> nah, um, my condolences to you and your family, Brandon. Papa
3: Wolf and Papa Bear, great tandem. There we go. Up there, I think. Uh, and it was, it was fun to watch this game today and see that. Um, the Duke, another one, 999. 999 the take-home from the offense today, Fields isn't our only weapon anymore. And True yes. story. It's great to see. Absolutely love it. Um, what was our final count on Quiet Pleases? Well, I think Greg oh, just took them. the lead. I think you just took a 3-2 to two lead there. Well, oh, I thought he was already Oh, No, th- I'm
1: up 3-1 because Hoag's juicing it. I got one of them off the pins and aces tangent that he brought up.
2: Four for you.
3: Yeah, I think you just got to
1: add f- another one right there. Whatever. One yeah. for Karm. You, you guys can juice them all you want. If we're playing straight up, Carm's losing this season. But we're not, because you guys are playing dirty poker over there.
3: We are going to keep standings, <laughs> and you're way behind.
1: It's four, yeah. four, one to one. They're, to ju- one they're right. juicing it. No one's. Don't juicing worry. Me. When Lawrence comes back.
3: Quiet, please. We, mm-hmm. we, we. Yeah. we That's we. the problem here. Is he's not respecting? Yeah, I could
2: actually just mute him.
1: That is an <laughs> That option. would be great. Well, guess what?
2: Oh. <laughs> I did it. I did it. Nobody hears you. are talking to no one right Nobody now. Nobody hears no one you. Can
3: hear you. Okay. <laughs> 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 he says,
1: "Okay." Guess who's producing <laughs> next Saturday? <laughs> are you really? Yeah. So we'll see what the numbers look like next Saturday. Who made that
3: schedule? Now oh, you're in my Jeez, world, now, Grandpa. I'm
1: scared.
2: All right, hey, um, is Grandpa Hoag. I think he just Grandpa he's he's Hogue. Like Papa
3: Hoag. Papa Hoag is a good man.
2: Papa Hogue is a great man.
3: <laughs> All right. We're going to get out of here at this point, Um, but we appreciate all the super chats that have come in. They're just quite frankly not all going to be able to be talked about, but we make sure we get them all on the screen. We love you guys. Please hit that like button. Please hit the subscribe button. Uh, As I like to say, tell a friend, send this link to this show. Uh, to a friend that you know is a Bears fan, let's keep the movement going here at CHGO. Let's, let's keep growing the show. An insane amount of people watching the show live today. Not only here on the postgame show, but pregame, game um, And we really, really appreciate that. The likes are up there. Let's keep those flowing. And uh, we're all really excited about the Bears season here at CHGO. We know you are, too. And we're going to keep it going. We'll take tomorrow off. It is an off day? Really not, though. We'll be looking at the film. We'll be watching it. We'll come back Monday. Um, with everything kind of left over from the game. Also, there is a Bears practice Monday, so we'll have that covered uh, for you. And then we're headed down to Indy as a group this week. We will be there for the Bears practices. They are night practices, and we are going to be up late with you guys on CHGO Bears. Uh, Late night. Let's do it. um, That's what I'm saying. And we got some surprises along the way in Indy, too, that we're really excited about. Um, And, of course, we'll have the second preseason game covered for you from down in Indianapolis. (sighs) Anything else?
2: No, just a great day today. I thought that uh, you could not have kicked off the preseason much better. Seems like they got it out of this game healthy, fingers crossed, on that part of it. And uh, they certainly, I think a lot of Bears are going to sleep well tonight when their head hits the pillow.
1: All right. Step in the right direction, baby. It's going to be a fun season.
2: Good
3: luck to you, Greg. All right. (laughs) Enjoy the rest of your weekend, Bears fans. We will talk to you on Monday at 3 o'clock.